We're so glad you're here. My name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, Here at Parkview, uh, we're celebrating the arrival of a new baby. Now, that's Jesus, but we also have our own staff member, uh, Pastor Thomas and his wife, Katie. They had their baby boy last night. Uh, That was Benjamin Thomas. You know, you would think that with them being on staff, they would understand that we need them to be live nativity, but they did not respond to that. So glad you're here and you've chosen to spend this time with us. What a beautiful time together. And frankly, uh, you look really good. I mean, really, you do. With a few exceptions, you look really good. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No exceptions. You all look good. How thrilling to sing these wonderful songs together, to hear the account of the birth of Christ read. For many of us, this service is one we look forward to with great anticipation. We know what it is to anticipate, right? To, to look forward to something, to, to long for something with expectation. I'm certainly not old enough to know this, but years ago, there was a, a, a commercial that became quite famous, and it was a Heinz commercial, uh, Heinz ketchup commercial. And I think that they were trying to, uh, you know, deal with the fact that their ketchup came out so slow out of those glass bottles. And the, and the whole commercial was just someone in the background singing the word anticipation again and again. It just kept singing it while they watched this ketchup slowly come out of the bottle. Now we're so impatient now, we turned a squeeze bottle so we could get it out of there. But the idea that they were communicating was that it was worth the wait. It was worth anticipating. If your family celebrates Christmas with the giving of gifts, some of the children here and some childlike adults are very excited to open those presents. You're looking forward to it. You've been anticipating it for some time, but it seems so far away, and now it is upon us. You likely weren't super excited back in July because it seemed too far away, but now it is upon us. Christmas is really about coming together, regardless of our differences of of culture or politics or social differences that we might have, no matter what the divide, we find a way to draw near, to be together. It's important because there's so many things that can keep us apart, separated from one another. There's something powerful about seeing people come together who are normally at a distance. As a young boy, I would get very excited when Christmas was coming because I looked forward to my older brothers coming home from school. And quite often, I would, not knowing exactly when they would come home, I, I would be outside, uh, maybe bundled up and just waiting for them. And, or maybe I would have built a, a bunker and put a bunch of snowballs in there so that I could greet them warmly <laughs> when they arrived, which would end up in my, uh, you know, abuse happening to me. But anyway... Or if, in, if I was inside, I would sit looking out the window with anticipation of their arrival. Many of you here tonight or this afternoon are excited because you are with family members maybe you don't get to be with all, all the time. Maybe physical distance just makes it too hard to get together. Or maybe busy schedules mean you don't get to see each other often. But you're brought near. You're together. And it's wonderful But unfortunately for many here, it's the same reason why your heart is heavy. You don't get to be with someone. Maybe they're far away or they have passed away or distance or some uh, 
absence is it's hard, it's heavy. This afternoon, I want to focus us in briefly. I'm not going to speak a long time, but on Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, where it just simply says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. At Christmas, we celebrate the incarnation of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. God came near, and because God came near, we can draw near to God. We were once far off. You might ask yourself, what's far off in the Christmas story? I I think we could at least talk about the wise men, couldn't we? They came from the east to see Jesus. Probably traveled from what is is now modern-day Iraq to see Jesus. Scripture doesn't clarify exactly when they made the journey, but Matthew's gospel tells us that that when they arrived, they saw the, the child with Mary, his mother. And they're so amazed and so thrilled by this that, and so thrilled to be there that they fell down and worshipped. They gave gifts. But in reality, Christmas is you and I We're far off from God. The Bible clearly tells us that sin separates us from God. And here in Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, he's explaining to them that that you were far from God. You were dead in your trespasses and sins when you were following the course of the world and the prince of the power of the air of, of Satan. When you were darkened by deception and living according to your passions and your own desires, you were by nature children of wrath. That's not a very good description. He went on to say, listen, you were, you were separated from God. You were alienated. And, and worse yet, addressing a Gentile crowd, he says, listen, you were strangers to the covenant promise. You were having no hope without God in the world, far off. It's a desperate condition. It's a horrible condition. Far away from God. It's as though the apostles reminding them, listen, there is a God, but guess what? You're far from him. How painful. You're separated from him. Understanding it in context is so important in relation to the significance of Christmas because back in the Old Testament, the the nation of Israel was told by God's prophets that a deliverer, a new king would come. And hundreds of prophecies about him. One that was shared earlier for, to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So many more of these. But then they stopped coming and there was silence. And after four centuries without new prophecies, the silence is finally broken. Can you imagine that? I'm not a particularly patient person. Actually, that's my way of confessing. I'm totally impatient. Oh. We're in a culture that doesn't like to wait. We're in a culture that says fast food is too slow. 
We don't want to wait in a line if there's more than one person in it. We get upset when the internet lags two to three seconds. We think, oh, come on. But imagine that anticipation. 400 years since it was even spoken about by one of God's prophets. 400 plus years. But then it happens. The distant, far off, and recently silent God comes in the flesh. The wait is finally over. The distant God has been brought near. Paul's first audience was mostly Gentile, but the message is for all of us. All of mankind that has been alienated from God because of sin can now be brought near because Christ came near. It was a wonderful and beautiful act of mercy and grace and love. Jesus, the Word God, takes on flesh and becomes the Word man. And even in the taking on of that flesh, he retains his deity, still divine, still God. See, the reality is the sins of mankind made it impossible for us to get to God. So he came to us. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Brought near by the blood. You see, it wasn't enough that he, that he humbled himself to take on flesh, to be born to a virgin in a humble setting, as the kids told you about. It wasn't enough to care for the lowly and the hurting. No, that was not enough because the baby born in Bethlehem came near that he might die in our place so that you and I who were far off could be brought near by the blood of Christ. He'd be the once and for all sacrifice for all the sins of the world. Soon we will be lighting these candles and we'll sell them or or light them in, in celebration of a God who loves us this much who would bridge the gap between us, who would draw near to us, who would take on flesh and dwell in our midst, who would meet the demands of the law, who would die in our place, taking my sin and shame and your sin and shame upon himself going to the cross for us so that we could be brought near by the blood of Christ. Defeating sin and shame and the grave. Rising in victory. And calling us to be children of God by faith to become more than just creations of God, which we all are, but to become children of God by faith. 
Can I just ask you now, have you invited Jesus to be your Savior and Lord? Have you acknowledged your own sinfulness? Do you believe that Jesus came so that by faith in him, you could draw near to God? If you haven't, maybe now is that time to do so. The candles remind us that Jesus is the spotless lamb of God sent to wash away our sins. His birth was for his death, and his death was for our birth. It's hard to consider this child was born to die, but that death would provide the greatest victory of all and offer light to lift us out of darkness. When we light these candles, I would suggest to you that there will be only two types of people that are holding them. One, those who simply just hold a pretty light up, or those who hold a pretty light up that represents the fact that through faith in him, Christ has taken up residence in their hearts. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, you are so good. Our words, our songs cannot contain it. We are overwhelmed with the beauty of the sacrifice made for us. Father, we remember Jesus and we just give you thanks and praise for what he did for us, for his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. But to do that, to take on flesh and to come near, Lord, we don't know what to say other than thank you. And Lord, I just pray for all who are here tonight. And Lord, for those who maybe have never invited you to be their Lord through faith in Christ. Maybe now is that moment when they just pause and in their own hearts acknowledge their sin and acknowledge their belief that Jesus did come to die on a cross to offer redemption. That even right now they would just say, Lord, I want to be your child through faith in Jesus. Father, we thank you for the good news of the cross. And we who call Jesus our Savior, we just offer you praise and we say thank you. In the wonderful and holy name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.